What's up? Um, you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, what's good? Nothing much. <laughs> yeah, I damn man. I apologize for running a little bit late. Um I do not mind I, you are okay. Yeah, I just Honestly, I was taking my vitamins before I got ready. So this oh, way. You're good. You do not owe me an explanation. It's just 10 minutes. It's not the end of the world. We good. Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah, I know but still I pride myself being a person of my word. And plus, I don't like being I don't like waiting on people. So I assume the same. So I try to be on point as much as I can. I feel it. I feel it. Mm. So let me just get the introductions out the way real quick. Um, Welcome to episode number 57 of the Raleigh Randoms podcast. I go by the name of Raleigh Ritz. Born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Shout out Bushwick, shout out Canarsie, and shout out Best Eye. Um, I rap. I used to do OnlyFans reviews and... As of today, I podcast. Well, as of this 420, I podcast. This is more appropriate. And um, today, I got a guest on here, only one Rhonda. She's one, yeah, only one Rhonda. She's one of the girls I reviewed on my OnlyFans. I think I might have done an in-depth review on you on my podcast. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to assume that I did, but... It's good that it's good that you're on here. I appreciate you making the time. Yeah, thanks to do for so. having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I might as well just get into it. What, what, what made you decide to do OnlyFans? Like, what led you to that? Like, okay, I'm gonna give this a go and see what's up with it. Yeah. Um. Well, I had uh, started off actually wanting to do. Um, like a nude shoot. Um, I was always into like, um, I guess the more sex, sexy images or like glamour type images. And uh, I was literally just going to post it. And I was kind of warming up to that because I was starting to like get active on social media again and post up stuff. And uh, I found out that, you know, people make adult content and get paid for it. Like I knew people made adult content, but I didn't know it was on the level that it is today. And uh, I decided to go for it. Like, versus just, you know, throwing stuff out into the universe <laughs> for the free 99. Um, and I liked it. I liked it. Um, I didn't start off on OnlyFans when I first started. Um, I, I guess to some degree started off on Snapchat. I didn't have a premium, though. Um, mm. It was kind of just like selling videos and messages and pictures. And um my audience got a little too big for me to handle that by myself. So I was like, all right, OnlyFans has the automation. And uh, that was it. Hmm. You just said something and it just clicked with me just now. Mm-hmm. I noticed that most of the girls that's on OnlyFans now, majority of them, not all of them, but most of them started off on Snapchat. I yeah. just realized that. Yeah, that was the that was the move. I don't know why I didn't join sooner, um, but I eventually gave in and and went for it. 
Which was actually a good decision because this allowed me to grow my audience far much, you know, more than it would have if I had just stayed on Snapchat. I'm I'm glad majority of y'all migrated to OnlyFans because I did never went to Snapchat for y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> that 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 app <laughs> burns through my battery. I don't that blame app, you. I don't blame you. That app burns through my battery and I only see like what a couple of seconds of y'all. I'm like, nah. Mm-hmm. And then talk about I gotta pay premium, pay premium or pay whatever. They're like, nah, that's too much. Yeah. That's too much. I think the only benefit from Snapchat was like from a customer standpoint, was that people could buy lifetime premiums. And so they would pay like this one time fee and then they would just continue seeing the girl. I personally hate those because like they're benefiting <laughs> much longer than you know it, I don't know it just doesn't add up it's like you're accepting a big amount of money at the beginning but then it eventually exceeds the amount you should be handing out in terms of content mm, um, yeah that's a, like this that's is a customer bad for the creator so Okay, so that explains why some guys be like be eager to go to Snapchat, and I'm like, more power to you. Yeah. It just, I just want to, I just like to get more bang for my buck, and mm-hmm. as good as lifetime subscription or whatever, like sounds good. It's like nah, only for like a few snippets. Right. No. Exactly. No. Yeah. For that, for that, I could just see you on Pornhub if you have that. Right. Unless they start sending off like full video links and messages, and then that's different. But yeah, not really worth it to me. And then the fact that you have to handle everything on your own versus it being automated, I'm just like, no, I don't want to have to worry every single month about who paid and who didn't pay and kicking them out the group. Like, no, I'm I'm good. That's what that's what goes on a Snapchat. Like that's how it's. I think that's how a premium is ran, unless they have an easier way of doing it now. Like I was, I never became a big fan of Snapchat. Like the only reasons I would have is because of other people, yeah. And that, and that would be short lived, and so I would immediately uninstall my joint. Like I un, like I uninstalled it recently. You ain't want to be on there for the filters. <laughs> I hate I hate those ugly ass filters. <laughs> it's ugly. It's creepy, and it's like, why do y'all use them? And I hate I like that. the filters. They're they're cute. Some of them, it's, and then I have my granny filter, and that cracks me up. So. Use the granny filter. I could see you with a granny filter. Yeah, like I I use the old one. It's called a time machine. And uh, I gave her a whole page and everything. Like she has an Instagram. I think it has like eleven thousand followers now. And then she has a Twitter. I think it was a five k or something on Twitter. And yeah, people actually want me to make content. Of her. All right. I didn't. All right. <laughs> All right, but um, take me through like what was it like? <laughs> take like walk me through on what it was like posting on OnlyFans for the first time and then like exploding either exploding or to where you had to grow your fan base to where it is today like what was Mm -hmm. that like 
Uh, first time posting, I was nervous. Um, I was nervous because I didn't really know how to run my page. That's really what made me nervous. Um, I think uh-huh. I was kind of following behind uh, what other people were doing and their price points and stuff. And so I felt a little lost. Um, like I had an idea in my mind, but I did feel a bit lost. And um, I think I caught some criticism like the first week. And uh, I was a little mad about that because I'm like, damn, it's my first week. Like I'm, tr- I'm fucking trying, yo. <laughs> figure it out. Like I'm new to this. So um, I don't know, set back, did some thinking, uh, changed a few things up and kind of found a flow that worked for me. And uh, it turned out to be a flow that worked for other people, too, because my page just continued to grow and grow. And I had started off doing boobs only, and it was still just consistently growing every single month. And I was like, okay, so I'm I'm doing something right. Uh, So, wait, it was so you was mainly doing boobs at that time. Yeah, like I started off as only a boobs creator. I wouldn't even show my face at the beginning. Like the only pe- only reason people even knew what my face looked like was because of social media. Like your Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, stuff like that? My Instagram, yeah, uh-huh. and my Twitter. But like all my uncensored content, it was literally just boobs. Like I would start the camera at my boobs and cut it off at, I think, my lips, you know? So what, so it's the Instagram thing is what made you finally show your face or what made you more comfortable to say, all right, I can show my face a little bit because, go ahead. I just got comfortable, honestly. Like there's a lot of things uh, in the beginning that I said I would never do. Like in the beginning, I said I would never show my pussy. I would never do masturbation videos, you know, oral videos, yada, yada. And it's just, I don't know. It's like you you start doing certain things and then you kind of look at it and you're like, well, that's nothing. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like you don't feel so um, scared of it anymore. And then you're like, I am comfortable doing this other thing. I want to go ahead and try that. And I want to add that to my content. And then there's also the fact that as a creator, like you get bored yourself sometimes of doing the same shit. And so you begin to want to add additional things to your videos, not just for other people's entertainment, but for your own and the process, you know, in what you're creating. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, like, is there one content that, that you've done that's, that, stand out, that stands out with you or stands out with you and your fans? Uh, titty fucking. They seem to really like those videos a lot. And then, um, I would say after that, the probably the fuck machine is wait, like, wait, you had that? Yeah. Fuck machine. Oh wow. <laughs> no, because I'm really surprised on a woman, not just a woman having that. I'm really surprised of women that I know about or know of that mm-hmm. actually have one. And I know that it costs a grip. So. Like, okay, so the first fuck machine I bought, it was, I think, Doc Johnson. I think it cost me about $600. Uh, 
600 yeah that's it i did not like that one it moved around a lot and it was extremely noisy um and then also like the stroke of it was just very i don't know it could have been better um and then the next one i bought i think it's called his smith i guess that's how you say their name and uh that one was cheaper actually i think around 300 or 400 dollars and uh I love that one. Like the motion of it feels nice and um, it's not as loud. It's pretty quiet actually. And it doesn't bounce around everywhere. Mm. <laughs> you can put it down. It's going to stay where it's supposed to stay. <laughs> ah, wow. I didn't know. That, I, I'm I'm assuming that it's going to be like in the 1000s, 2000s. It was like oh, 600. No. That's not 600. That's not bad. Yeah, That's I'm really sure not that bad a, at all. Yeah, I'm sure they have some that might cost that much. Like if you, you know, are thinking of like a big studio production and stuff like that. But right now they have so many that are like less than $600. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, you're predominantly a solo content creator, right? Yes, I only do solo. Yep. Um, have you considered, you know, doing a collaboration or not? Or if so, why or why not? No. Um, for one, I'm married. So I, mm. we are in, the, you know, a monogamous marriage. So we don't have sex with other people. Um, so there would never be a situation where I could be like, okay, I'm going to go fuck, you know, fuck this guy and do videos with him. And then also my husband, he has his own career and stuff. He had no like desire to go ahead and jump into porn and everything else. So it's, it's not like I can just take him and use him as a prop (laughs) just because, you know, it's something that I'm doing, you know? So not even a girl on girl? Uh, no, I don't think I would ever do girl on girl. I feel like that kind of still crosses into the line of, you know, fucking with other people, you know, even though it's a girl and there wouldn't be like penetration. It's, you know, no. And then I I don't, I've never been with a girl and I don't see myself being willing to eat the box. Really? (laughs) We No, we probably just be rubbing oil on each other's titties. That's the only time. You're probably like you're probably like the first woman that I've heard say that mm-hmm. because the majority of them by now by now I'm not gonna say all you know mm-hmm. but most women that's doing adult entertainment is they're they're eating the box they're rubbing oil on each other and then some but you're <laughs> but to me you're probably the first woman that said like yo I'm 100 percent monogamous like this is my like because yeah. I'm aware, like I've what I've caught on with porn is that there there are some women that are that have husbands like you, and and instead what they'll do is they won't do scenes with guys, and if they and if they do and if they do a scene with a guy, it's never any any penetration involved. Like for example, um, this British porn star, she's one of my favorites favorites, um, Danica Collins. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't know she had a husband. Like you would never know that unless you googled it. So it explains why whenever I would watch her content, if there was a guy in her content, there was never any penetration. Never. Yeah. 
Like it was either with a toy or titty fucking or you just or it's just some fetish or sub dom shit. That's it. Yeah. The only penetration she would take was from a girl and that was from a strap on and that's it. She would do the most sexual shit with another woman. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's like a nice middle ground for the people who are willing to, you know, do that. I just, I don't know. For me, I, I don't know. I feel more in my zone when I'm by myself creating content, you know? Like, I don't even want other people to film me. Like, I want to do it myself because that's when I feel like, you know, the most free and the most myself. Yeah, and it's very, and it's very intimate. It's a very yeah. intimate moment. So that's a, yeah, and that's another thing with women. Not women, but most content creators that I've noticed, like, they feel more comfortable filming themselves. Like, it's just a tripod and a camera and them. That's it. Not too many yeah. of them, not too many of them hire, like, an outside source to take that because it, it's exactly like you said. Yeah. And then nobody got to see my fuck-ups. I can, I can fuck up in peace. <laughs> Like when I'm trying to talk and I say something corny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but another thing, and you know what? You're the fact that you're predominantly that you're mainly a solo content creator. Not for nothing, you're cutting out a lot of hassle. Like I, I'm not sure if you heard the stories of you know, not just women, men too, like looking for looking for a stable and consistent and constant um, collaborator. Yeah. Like the hassles of it. I'm pretty sure you heard the stories. Yeah. Like yeah, finding somebody. That, that is actually really difficult to find girls to film with. I don't know if the girls mm. have the same struggle, but I have heard guys talk about it. Damn. I've heard it more, more so from girls than I have from guys. Okay. You just gave you just gave me an idea for a future episode because I never had a like con a guy content creator up here. Like the only one I know of is this guy. His name is Orlando. I'm not. I'm pretty. I don't know if you're familiar with him. No, I'm not. Is, yeah, Orlando. Like he's the cold. He he does this um podcast with Tahoe called the Heart of Soul podcast. I was on there a few times. It's basically oh, okay. sex it's basically sex positive stuff. But um I mainly heard from women about how hard it is to get like a male like collaborator. Mainly because they're either not consistent or they don't get tested or they don't they don't know how to separate personal from business. Oh. And then mind you, they get a they get they constantly get harassed by, I mean, you know, you get, you constantly, they constantly get harassed by guys who just want to do it just to say, who just want to do it just to say that they do it or just do it just to say, just to get the privilege of be honest, fucking you. Yeah. They don't even, they don't even care. Yeah. They don't even care if they get paid or not. They just want to, they just want to fuck you. Yeah. That's and it's, and too it, much. <laughs> it is. Mm -hmm. I it is and it's just weird and to me it's just weird so I I understand how and why people got to be very 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 selective about who they collaborate with even with for something as simple as holding the camera steady because mm -hmm. not everyone is business minded and coming in it for the right reasons yeah that's true yeah 
there's a lot of people who can't <laughs> hold it steady. It's like get a tripod. <laughs> or not just or not just steady, it's certain angles, like positions yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, that's true. And at least you don't have to worry about splitting courses with everyone. At least some oh, yeah, of the that's stuff a, you make another is good point. <laughs> Cause that would suck. Um, so any so um damn, since you never collaborated with anyone, I like you basically I basically can't ask you if you had if you ever had a negative experience working with a collaborator. So you just that's another good thing. So you just yeah. X that out completely. <laughs> like, have you ever encountered any like weird fans or things of that nature? Like it don't have, it does and it doesn't have to be just guys. Girls get weird too. Yeah. Um that that's happened. That's that's happened quite a few times. Like um, I think in the very beginning, um, this guy had bought some content from me and, uh, this was when I was only selling content through messages. And, um, I think he had bought like a picture and yeah, he did. He bought a picture and then he came back days later and said, I'll leak this if you don't send me more content, like trying to blackmail me with my own picture. What? And, uh, I just remember laughing. And I remember also liking the picture that I wanted to I wanted to put it out there myself. And I literally said to him, like, dude, like, I like my titty so much in that picture. I'll leak it myself. Like, you're not doing anything. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and he was, he was like, uh, what did he say? He was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't leak it. You know, you're a good creator. I just wanted more content. Like, you know, don't you got to do me like that. Like that's crazy, um, but yeah, there's been like numerous little crazy encounters. Um, people who like to try to cross boundaries or come off professional, and you know they want to help your brand, so they say, but then they do other things. And oh gosh, I'm I'm not even gonna go deep into it, but yeah. Oh, so basically, they start out with the unsolicited help, and then it gets yeah. weird overnight. Yeah, it wasn't even overnight. It it was like when within a couple months, like I started to just realize things were a little funny um, in a certain situation, and uh, I kind of discovered some things that didn't make me too happy. So I cut, you know, off working with the person, um, and shit kind of got real in terms of harassment, leaking my content. Uh, starting lies and rumors online like it was just nuts I'm, yeah still, some of it still goes on to this day so he's probably going to hear this uh but it is what it is uh it sucks that most content creators have like a common story because it isn't mm -hmm. just you it's always yeah. that one person that gets weird that that gets weird or you're either being attempted to get blackmailed or your stuff or you're basically your stuff just leaks out. Mm -hmm. And this is two different people, by the way, let me throw that disclaimer in there. I was talking about two different people. There's the blackmail situation and there's the other situation I was talking about, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Nah, but it still sucks that this is a, still a common thing amongst y'all like yeah. adult content creators. Mm -hmm. 
because I hear this story all the time from whenever I from whenever I talk to them, especially yeah. like it's it, and the most fucked up part is it be it be from some unknown stranger that was just it'll be just from some unknown stranger and 10 times out of 10 what they'll do is they'll just screenshot your content and then post it on the reddit which probably has already happened to you because it's happened to yeah, because it happens to everyone on there yeah it does and then i have my um guys take it down for me um but yeah, it, in this scenario, it wasn't even a complete stranger. I mean, he started off that way, but then he eventually became a friend. Um, and when I say friend, I don't mean like, you know, somebody I was flirting with or whatever. It was just on a professional level. And we had things in common in terms of, you know, like our passion for photography or for video. So, yeah, it just, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Do you do you wait? So, outside of doing adult content, do you also do photography as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I haven't shot in a while though, since the pandemic. Actually, actually, wow. Actually, before the pandemic, I think I I cooled down on phot- photography when I started becoming a content creator. But it's not something I've you know, X'd out completely. It was just the pandemic kind of interfered with things. And so I'm kind of holding off until I start traveling again and shooting models and stuff like that. Oh, so you were mainly a model photographer or were you like outdoors? models. Yep. Wow. Do you have a separate page for that or? Not at this moment. Um, I had everything on one of my other websites and it wasn't something that I blended, you know, with my social no, media. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cause I kind of wanted to keep the two separate. I don't want people booking me because like, Oh, she does this or, you know, whatever the case may be. I just keep that shit separate. Do you still have your cameras? Yeah, of course. Of course. Like what's the last equipment you updated on your, one of your cameras? Uh, actually, I bought a new camera. Um, this was, shit, it hasn't even been a full year. Um, I got the Canon R5. And that's uh, one of their mirrorless cameras. And I love that thing. It is, like, so nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're a photographer, photographer. You know your <laughs> stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I'd be happy when I can, you know, get back out there and start shooting with it. But for now, I'm just shooting myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. So you use that or you just use your phone camera? I use both, actually. It kind of just depends on my mood. Because, like, sometimes you'll just be kind of sitting there and you'll find yourself in a sexual mood but not really in the mood to be like, all right, let me go set up lighting and set up a camera you know, and this background and that background. So you just start filming with your phone so you can really capture like a genuine moment. And uh, then there's other times where I'll set up my camera and just, you know, try to make like a full on production (laughs) type of thing. And then um, also too, I found out the balance kind of works when I do it that way, because some people don't like when videos are extremely professional. And then some people don't like when videos are, you know, super amateurish. You know, 
so I can kind of blend both of the worlds and give everybody what they're looking for. I don't mind content being amateurish because I don't mind the, the content being uh, like amateurish because that's what gives it an authentic feel. But yeah, not. But it's another thing when it's just like I don't want to say the word foggy, but just. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's a hard word to describe, but just yeah, I, the phone stuff definitely. It feels more personal. It's like it got sent to you, you know. Yeah. That's the and then you have, you know, the, I guess the higher production stuff that feeds more into like the fetishes and everything, and really like dragging those on. So, you know, there's benefits to each side. Nah, you hit the nail on the head. Like, yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Like I respect the the professional quality that goes into the content as far as for your main page and shit because mm-hmm. that's a nice presentation. Like it gives off to me it gives off a good first impression. Yeah, like I get not everyone has that equipment, but if you make the best of what you have, then I it'll show. Even mm-hmm. if, even on the amateurish front. Yeah. Just put some effort. That was always my thing. Just put some effort. Like Come off like you actually fucking care. Mm-hmm. And especially if you, like you said, especially if you send, if you do it through those um, paywall DMs, mm-hmm. I'm glad, I'm really glad you said that because that's exactly how I feel. Like it was for me. Yeah. Like no one else has access to this but me. Like your, the, your customers or your fans just want to feel special. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's where. You know, I was just saying this. I've been saying this consistently, but I've been saying this. I said this yesterday. Um, social media, including OnlyFans especially, it's created a false sense of closeness between, you know, whether a celebrity, the fans and either a celebrity or a content creator or a popular content creator and in this case, with OnlyFans, it definitely creates a false sense of closeness between the fans and the content creators. You know what? I agree with that. I agree with that um, a lot. Like, for me, like, with my page, I don't even offer sexting. But, like, if people want to write me and genuinely have a conversation, I'm so open for that. Like, I love talking to people, especially when they're interesting. Like, don't fucking bore me, you know? I don't want I don't want to just small talk every day and just answer the same questions. But like when people really come to me with like a topic, like I'm open for real conversation. You and, wait, so you I'm sorry to cut you off. So you mm-hmm. actually interact with your fans? Hell yeah. Every oh. single day. Every single day. <laughs> and not just even on OnlyFans, like on Snapchat. I um I don't allow everybody in my Snapchat because Snapchat has a friend limit. So I only open my Snapchat to you know, let new people in maybe twice a year. But I let those people in and we have conversations pretty much every single day. I answer between 300 to 500 messages a day on Snapchat. And that's um, like, it's not to say every single conversation is actually a lengthy conversation or full conversation. Some things are just compliments. That That's fine. Um, but I do have conversations with people on there. And if people want to talk to me on OnlyFans too, I talk there. But I don't do the sexting thing. I won't be your imaginary girlfriend. I'm kind of like the homegirl who lets you see your titties. 
<laughs> That's what we could call it. <laughs> but <laughs> basically, that's it. And then when it comes to Instagram and Twitter, it's just far too many messages. So I can't, there's no way in hell I can answer everybody on there. I would never sleep or anything. Um, but I, I do what I can. I do what I can. But I do feel, you know, like the sex thing and all that stuff, it does create a false sense of closeness. Like, because and I'm not, you know, I'm not hating on anybody's hustle or anything, but it, um, it's like, it's being said to everybody, the, the, Hey baby. And, you know, show me this and do this. It's like, it's not special. Like when you're saying it to everybody, like the pictures and the videos are one thing, but I just can't get with the fake dialogue. I nah, and I get you, but in their defense, it may be special to them because they don't have much going on outside oh, yeah, of that. Yeah. Like I get why I get why some women are comfortable giving, you know, the girlfriend experience because there's a lot of guys who's devoid of that. Yeah. Like they don't like they're devoid of that. So they want the they want the intimacy or as close as intimacy as it could get for them. Mm-hmm. So they, so uh, they don't mind co- they don't mind coming out of pocket, but also from your perspective, at the same time, I can also see how that is like that's that's a that's a part of yourself that you don't want to give to strangers in general, as well as giving them a false sense of close, closeness yeah. because you you still want to instill and keep the boundaries present. Yeah, and I can definitely see both sides, like, but it's just it's not for me personally. Um, and then I I don't want to feel like I'm leading somebody on, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and then you know there are people who do understand like okay this is a service that I purchased, but then there are there are also people who may begin to feel like it was a bit real, and that's where I would start to feel bad like I'm hurting somebody's feelings, you know. Um, the the only I think the only <laughs> uh time I would probably go ahead and considering I mean consider offer offering sexting as a service would probably be for my granny character because people be so into the role play when it comes to her. Part of me has been thinking about it. Like, should I just go ahead and go for it there? Because they know it's fake. Like I know it's fake. It's obviously fake. The filter moves like this shit is fucking hilarious. Wow. I'm so surprised that you interact with your fans. And the only reason I ask that is because, you know, there some of them have I didn't even know that, but some of them have assistants. Assistants or somebody that manages their accounts and mm-hmm. they just talk to the fans, which is why I don't take it I don't I s I don't take it all that seriously. And even yeah. if it is and even if it is them talking, it's like <laughs> They're not trying to, they're, how can I say this? They're not trying to sell you on it. To me, I just take mm-hmm. it as, okay, this is, this is part of the fantasy or they're just selling you pictures. That's they're not even, point. they're not even, tr- they're not even trying. Yeah. That's my thing. They're not even trying. Or if they are trying, doesn't like, it doesn't seem authentic. That's the word I was looking for. It doesn't That's seem authentic. Way to put it, like the whole, it's a part of the fantasy type thing. I never 
really thought about it that way. That's a good way to put it, though. Um, for me, I don't have anybody answering my messages. Um, I do it all myself. Nobody actually even has access to my social media in terms of that. I do have assistants, though, but they're more so with helping me with other things. But that's it. Yeah. But to me, with me, I know it's a fantasy. But with mm-hmm. guy, but earlier when we early when we was talking with guys, like most of them would know that it's a fantasy starting off. But some more than others are really eager eager to buy into it. Yeah, like there's one guy um, who used to be subscribed to me. Um, he used to always kind of push it in terms of trying to get me to do sexting or constantly asking me to you know, go be on his boat and this and that. I'm like, no. <laughs> Not happening. But uh. he would just try to force it over and over again and try to like really make things feel real or like a girlfriend experience. And then when I would tell him like I don't offer that, um, he would get into this whole thing of how I'm supposed to because it's only fans. And it's like What? Nah, yeah. that's entitled. Nah. <laughs> I was like, no, like that's People a big that's things. a rough life. Like, there's different categories and you're in the wrong category right now. I'm gonna need you to go to the right store. This this ain't the one for you. Like <laughs> uh, that see, that's where it gets weird, the entitlement. You're supposed to do this because it's only fans. I'm like, <laughs> no. Yeah, I think at one point he had told me like something something very close to just shut up and take my money. And like, no. You're you're about to be muted, bruh. You're about to be muted. Wow, you you really have a heart to go because most girls, some girl, somebody would have just took the money and just gave them. Said no conversation, no nothing. It was like, no. Hey, you either take these, you either take these pictures or, or go like you said, go to the right store for you because. Uh, no, like if somebody's buying something for me, they're gonna get exactly what they bought, but it's on my terms and. You know, all I'm selling is pictures and videos. So I'm not going to be like, oh, I'll take your money. And yeah, I'm going to meet you here. I'm not fucking meeting you. So I'm not taking your money. <laughs> and furthermore, you can't even solicit services exactly. on that site. Because like, that'll exactly. get you yeah. get thrown off the platform. Like, I'm not doing that. And I'm about to read these emails back and think I was on this. I am not. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not knocking the ones that do, but because they they at least know how to do it discreetly, or not even that, they just have a separate website from it, just to avoid getting knocked off there. Yeah, for um, sure. like if you're are you do it, definitely don't do it on OnlyFans. Are you into any like um, what's the prop retweet groups or is those support groups? I don't know. I don't know the exact word for it, but it's like yeah. it's, the, it's, it's kind of like a retweet group. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Yeah. Um, I was in one, and it didn't last long. Uh, yeah, it didn't last long. I'm just say that. <laughs> I get nah. I get an idea why because that's another thing that I hear from some girls that have a bad experience with that is. And the like, for those who don't know, the only friends we tweet group is exactly that. What what it is is, um, 
it's it's like a it's like a group chat, right? Is that the best way to explain it? Is that yeah, the best it's a way group to summarize chat it? Where everybody agrees to repost each other at a certain time or a certain day and um or whatever the setup is, you know, and they just all have to post each other and that's how you stay within a group. But sometimes you get people who say they'll do it, but they don't. But they retweet everybody, and, but not you. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the that's another common thing I hear from some girls that either whether they air out their personal grievances publicly, publicly mm-hmm. on the social media platform, or they'll tell other people, and some of his has still made it my way. Mm-hmm. You know, there be you know a lot of hidden animosity with people that you don't even know. But yep. you're assuming that they're there that they there to help you. Also, another thing is when they start posting their work in your threads or in your comments. That's another thing I see a mm-hmm. lot, and it's people get really offended by that. Yeah, like it's like it'll be different if you would have pulled a be nasty. It's like yo, post your work here and now amplify it. That's different. You're giving them permission, but yeah. if they're just taking liberties, then. Yeah, that's a totally different story. You're being disrespectful now. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But uh, I mean, the re the repost group, it works for some because it brings you different traffic. But on the other hand, it's not worth the headache that comes along with it if you're being around, you know, again, hidden animosity or just weird activity. Yeah. Like if you have a group of you know, good girls or whatever who actually support each other, then it's going to be amazing. You know, like everybody's going to benefit. It's going to be great. But if you have girls in there who secretly have, you know, an issue with you and they don't want to keep up their end of the bargain and you're posting them, but they're not posting you, that's an issue, you know, or they'll go ahead and they'll post you, but then they'll delete you 20 minutes later as if you didn't see. Like it's stuff like that. It's just like, I'm not going through this, so I just kind of put the. I kind of got out of the whole retweet group thing, and I'm not. I'm sorry, retweet uh, thing, and I'm. I'm good. So unless you I may. Can, I'm sorry. Unless I can find, you know, a a good group of girls who actually do want to support each other, then I'm all for that. So it's mainly you promoting your own work. Yep. Um, unless I get promo from like shout out pages um, or sometimes I do collaborations. I don't know if you've seen some of them, um, but like with Temptress and Queenie, I uh, love them. Uh, you know, we'll do like a little video. We'll all, you know, basically be in our own house or somewhere. And then we just combine the videos a certain way. Um, uh... And uh, yeah, that's, that's been super dope. Like they're, very supportive. I'm supportive of them. They got great content. So, yeah. If you love boobs, you know, you know, you're going to see some nice titties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to just outright ask it. What is your bra size? 36L, but I can also fit uh, what is it? 36, wait, 38KK? They kind of fit the same. But the 38KK fits a little tighter in a cup, which I like. So I think I might start saying that's my bra size. <laughs> so, and all of that is natural. 
Yes. Yes. Like, never any surgery. Um, I've thought about getting a reduction before, but I don't want to. I don't want to. So you're good. So you're gonna let your back suffer for content. The thing is, my no, like the thing is, my back is it's okay most days. I have days where I have you know some back pain, um, but that's not the bulk of my days, you know. So it's like this is manageable. If it ever came to a place where it's not manageable, and let's say like, oh, the weight of my titties is so much that it's curving my spine or something like that, because that can happen too, um, or it's constantly causing causing me other issues and pain, then yeah, I'll go ahead and see what I need to do as far as a reduction because I'm not going to suffer, you know, for you know this stuff. But as of right now, like nothing is extreme. And everything is manageable when there is pain. So I'm like, no, I'm gonna keep my, I'm gonna keep my titties. <laughs> but you said your bra size is an L. I never yeah. even heard of that mm-hmm. shit before. That's, That's in nuts. UK sizes, and actually, I think this one brand that I shop from is kind of their sizing. I don't think it's kind of like a universal thing. Um, but I believe when you convert my size to a U.S. size, it's like a what is it a a R or something like that. It's or a Q. I don't know. Some close to there. But um, I can never find actual bras with U.S. sizes in my size. Yeah, so. I was, and I was gonna, <laughs> and I was gonna bring that up because I'm. That has to be hard. I know you. I know you can't shop for bras in like regular physical stores. So mm-hmm. I saw you're ordering them online, right? Yeah, I end up ordering online and the companies are always overseas brands, typically from the UK. Uh, so that's why I go by their size and chart because the US. So that's so, so that's we brought. So, so the broad size you gave me is, is that UK size or US size? UK, UK. For the so, it's, so, so it's really more letters than that than what you gave me. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> like if you convert it to the U.S. sizes, then the the letter will be more extreme, you know. P Q R S T U V. Mm-hmm. Damn, I thought Carmen Hayes had a big bra size. Shit. Like, I get so aggravated with bras now, though. Like I don't even want to fucking wear them. I'm like most days I am not wearing a bra if I don't have to. Like. But if I'm around family or I got to go somewhere important, you know, of course, I'll put on a bra. But if I'm not, like, fuck them has, has any Has any of your fans asked you to send, to mail you or send them their bra? Has any of them offered to buy yeah. it or worn one? For sure, for sure. Like, or, buy, or buy one for you? Yeah, I sell bras. Um, usually people pay me anywhere between, like, 150 and 250 for a bra. Um, I've sold quite a few, and actually, I just made bra boxes. Um, what was it? A couple weeks ago, they came in, came in the mail, and I have all my old bras sitting upstairs. I'm actually going to shoot some pictures of them after this interview is over. Um, and one, one, right? Them. Yep, all one. Uh. 
and I'm going to go ahead and get them set up in the boxes. And what will happen is when someone wants to order that particular bra, I'll go ahead and I'll wear it, you know, to make sure, you know, it has a smell on it. Or if they want perfume, then I spritz it with the perfume. And then I'll go ahead and like put it in a Ziploc bag and put it inside the bra box. But yeah, the bra boxes are pretty dope. Like I include a poster in there, just like a little card with a picture. Tells you how to take care of the bra if you, you know, some people want to nut on it. So it's like, all right, don't fuck it up when you wash it, you know, if you do decide to wash it. So it has like a little care card in there. And then I'm thinking about adding uh, like some signed Polaroids. You know, so they have a picture of me in that bra that they're buying. Oh no, that'll be dope. That'll be dope. Yeah. That'll be dope. Yeah. yeah. That's that's thoughtful. That's you are very well you are very thoughtful to your fans. Thank you. Like I wanna make it, you know, a good experience. Like I I'm one of those people who loves packaging and I love like receiving something that just looks like it's been well thought out and just you know, like you really care about the customer. I love that shit. I will keep a box for years just because of how nice it is. <laughs> so I'm trying to like have that same vibe with my own stuff. Mm. Um. So is it just, does it just start, does it, a little, does it just stop at bras? Has any of them requested panties or socks yeah. or any weird shit? Yeah, because I'm, I guess what we call it creamy <laughs> um, people constantly request panties, but I haven't sold any, I haven't decided to jump in that part yet, but I might at some point because it is like something people ask for a lot, but I don't know. I've just kind of felt a little standoffish with it. Just a little bit. Um, What's the weirdest request or fetish that, you've done for one of your fans? I don't do customs. So uh, I haven't actually delivered on anything that people ask for, but I would say the weirdest thing somebody asked me to do was um, record myself taking a shit. Like he wanted to see the poop. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted to see the poop come out my ass. Like have a good view of it. (laughs) I didn't do it. I was... I was so confused. I was like, wait, you want me to take a shit? Like, are, you're for real right now. And he was dead serious. And then I found out there's like this whole category of porn called scat. And I was like, yeah. what the hell? Like, people really nah. be shitting on each other? <laughs> nah, I see some women are getting into that because dudes pay, dudes pay money for that. Do not underestimate it. I'm yeah. like, Every day that I'm online, I'm discovering more and more fetishes that guys are into through women. Mm-hmm. They'll never publicly say it, but I get it from them. Like there's and majority of their fetish be, you know, bathroom fetishes like pee yeah. and scat and yeah. all this other and all this other stuff. I'm like, the fuck? I was saying Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say another weird one I got uh, was race play. Not for that at all. No. Oh. no. <laughs> like, 
bro wanted me to be calling him master and shit. It's not fucking happening. Sorry. <laughs> Yo, I was just talking about this on my last podcast. I don't know if you um <laughs> came across this clip. It was when Mano was on Angela Yee's podcast. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And he was so <laughs> for it. Like, bruh, no. No. I'm like, if I was like, there was a part of me that believed that he was just, he was trying to pass it off as trolling on mm-hmm. his social media, but he's like, if he's into it, my thing is, you know, I'm trying to get, let me not say try. I'm getting into the mindset of not kink shaming because if it's, if as long as it brings you pleasure and it's not harming anyone else, then I don't knock it at all. But mm-hmm. in the case of that, it was like just certain kinks should should be should just be kept to yourself. You know, because what? I like there was a time where I thought I didn't kink, kink shame, and then I discovered shit I didn't know about, and I was like, nope, I'm not as open minded <laughs> as I thought. Like I'm not yeah. fun of anyone, <laughs> but it's not for me. <laughs> like. Race play would be would be one of those kinks that should not be public because it's like what yeah. what it's so humiliating. I just oh no no I can't I can't. Nah, but there but there be guess, some people that be into that. It's like uh, okay, I feel like but... if I say yes to that, I might as well just go shit on the graves of my ancestors. Like that's just <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, as any of them request. Has any of them asked you to like peg them? That's another big one. Pegging. Yeah. Uh someone has asked that before. Um I it's not for me. Um that's not one that I typically make fun of though. Cause I know like for some men they do like the whole anal play type thing, but like I said, not for me. Like butt is a no-go zone. And then I don't do meetups anyway, so it's not like I'm gonna, you know, actually peg them. Nah, but at least like take a picture of you wearing a strap, or not even oh, not even yeah, a picture, just yeah. a just a video of you wearing a strap, and just be I like, yeah. I forgot about that. Someone wanted me to wear a strap on with a squirting dildo and jack it off. I completely, <laughs> I completely forgot about that. And uh, it sounds funny and interesting, but no, I can't do it. I can't. Really? No, nah, I don't, I don't know if I could get with that one. I don't know. It's it's kind of a a hazy middle ground. <laughs> yeah, but it seems interesting because, like, I'm sure every girl is like thought like, okay, if I was born with a dick, what would I do with it? <laughs> if I just woke up one day and had one, and I feel like me, I would just really be like walking around butt ass naked, slinging my thing all day, like <laughs> all day, <laughs> but. <laughs> my husband is gonna be like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> nah just be like it, that's not me that's what they want that's what they want okay they're asking me to do this they're paying money for this not me <laughs> but nah some, some guys be really into that and I just I came to the conclusion that, you know, I, I mean, 
this is me speaking. This is like pegging. That shit is not for me. Like I'm mm-hmm. like you. I just have my limits for certain things, and those are one of them. Like, nah, you're not playing with my ass. I'm sorry. Right. It has nothing to do with it being rooted in homophobia and anything of that nature. It's just that, nah, boundaries. But (laughs) that doesn't mean that, you know, when a guy does it, because another, one of the stigma is if a guy has his ass played with by a woman, then it considers him gay. But it's like, it's only gay if another guy's playing with his ass. Then it's gay. Right, right. Right. But if a girl's doing it, it's just you know stimulation. Y'all keeps y'all keep saying that the the, the G spot is in his asshole. So why wouldn't you want to go there if he asks you to? You know? Yeah. I mean, I get when it. He, I get it. I'm not gonna do it, but I get it. <laughs> you know. So so it is. It is what it is. So the fact that I'm pegging, or at least at night, just. Pegging and rimming. Yeah. You know, Wait, if they rimming is rimming like when people like lick the booty o. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Like I can't. You never tried it, or you never nope. had it tried on you, or. Well, yeah, I've had my ass ate, like, but I'm not. I'm not into eating booty. I'm just, uh, just not. Never done it before, but you know, I don't think it's my thing. Uh, nothing about it, nothing about it makes me feel hot and bothered when I say it or when I think of it. Like I'm literally just thinking about like how badly farts stink. That is all. <laughs> oh, god damn. I'm mad that my I'm mad that I let that slip out because I should have asked you that too. The fart that like the, the fart thing is big too. Oh yeah, I saw some girl was like selling her farts in jars for like five hundred dollars each. Yo, <laughs> I brought this up to two people. I'm glad. Thank you for bringing that up because, um, are you familiar with NFTs? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, you mean everyone else? We're on the yeah. same. We're on the same thing. We all we know a little bit, but um. So trust me, we're I'm what I'm saying is we're all confused. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but um this girl, she she sold an NFT of her farting into mason jars and selling them as an NFT. Wow. She's made I kid you not, she's made a quarter million off it. Are you fucking I'm about to start farting and making jars? <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> And it's oh, like, wow. what? That like, is crazy. The, and it's like, what? Like, I knew there were, like, sex workers in the NFT space. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, but I just didn't know how they were approaching it because everyone is approaching it in different ways. So the fact that I'm hearing about a white girl selling fart mason jars and getting a quarter million off this, I'm like, what the fuck? I really need to, like, make one at some point with milk squirting out my titties hands free like if i can get that to ever happen that is the nft that i need to sell like that one right there and i could and i could see it going because it'll it to me it'll go in the it'll go in the real world so why Mm -hmm. wouldn't it go as the nft right like the 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 possibilities are endless on that one Mm -hmm. but 
Yeah, like, <laughs> all right. I didn't ask you a lot of questions. Again, I thank you for, like, taking the time to be up here. I appreciate it. So it's only right that I, and matter of fact, I do this with all my guests, right? I give them the opportunity to, like, ask, to, ask me, like, any and every questions that come to mind yeah, with I, myself. So, My first question, actually, is what made you decide to do the OnlyFans reviews? Like, because I thought that was pretty dope. I know you don't do it anymore, but, like, what was your reason? Oh, thank you. Huh. This is the most common question I get asked, and I don't mind answering it because it's, because it's y'all. So, mm-hmm. um, let me see. Around the time Tahiri had just came out with an OnlyFans mm-hmm. and somebody so and I was contemplating on subscribing to it. So just to see like, okay, is she finally gonna have a TNA out? And this guy, Chris Cope, he likes he suggested the idea of like, yo, somebody should subscribe to it and just report back on what or what it's hidden for. Mm-hmm. And I had just seeded the idea. You yeah. know? And I had just seeded the idea. I wasn't taking it seriously. And like in the middle of the day, I was just bored. Not even in the middle of the night. I was just bored and I was just surfing through Twitter. And turns out there was a couple guys that felt the same way. Not just on Terry, but in general, just reviewing OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't know that there was two, three other guys that was doing the same thing. I yeah. wasn't aware of them till way after the fact. But on the what like, but in the middle of the night, it's just I'm an artist, so my the best ideas hit me at night. Yeah, same so, here. <laughs> so I just decided, you know what, fuck it, I might as well do. Let me just do one and see what's up. And mm-hmm. I immediately did a review on the girls that ha- that I had already subscribed to and experienced, as well as the ones I was currently subscribed to and experiencing. So I reinstalled my TikTok app. I figured out how to do the green screen again. Once I figured that out, then I just screenshot the um, header. Yeah. If you notice in my videos, you only see the header and the profile picture. That's it. Yeah, of course, of course. No but, copyright issues, just reporting. You know? Is that not and not just copywriting? Also, mm-hmm. you know, not just not giving away any, not leaking their exclusive content. Right. That was right. that was that was the thing I was mindful of. Like that was the thing I was mindful of. And but let me let me get this out the way real quick. Um I did the reviews and I just post them. Now, when I did them, I had no intentions of, I didn't have any intentions like of it being what it is. This was really just on a whim. You know, if it goes and like, if people catch on to it, cool. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I really didn't have any expectations on it mm-hmm. being the way that it was. And next May 2nd will make it two years. Two years. Two years since I did it. May 2nd will make it two years. Um, and it took and it took off. It took off. 
to to my surprise. Out of all the pages that you reviewed, like, what are the characteristics that you liked most, and what did you like least? About the women I reviewed or the people that Just consume the content? How they run their pages, the content. Like, what did you like most? What did you like least? Um, I like yours and a couple others, meaning the people that and that actually interacted with their fans. And hey, I made the cut. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I, I, think, I think I'm, yeah, matter of fact, I think I gave you a good review because... Mm-hmm. I mean, that the 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 titties obviously, mm-hmm. but um also you know the content you interacting with their fans you doing like these, you was doing giveaways right were you yeah were you yeah. Mm-hmm. right so fan participation so that's that also counts as fan interaction you know yeah. the the paywalls wasn't anything too crazy mm-hmm. so. And that's and that wasn't just me speaking on you. That was me speaking on those. Like, yeah. What I like the what I like the least, the high. That's easy. The high ass paywalls and the nasty, rude interactions. Also, the turnaround on the con on the custom contents. So I could understand why. That's another reason why I can understand why you sparingly do customs, if at all. Because yeah. no, because the turn sometimes the turnarounds is cool. Other times the turnaround is poor. So let's just say you ask for a customs, they report back to you. Okay, pay for that. You pay for it, and the only thing is they don't communicate the turnaround. And if they do communicate the turnaround, it's way past the days that they told you it was going to be. Right, people get paid before giving the product. For a custom, um, or not before giving it, but before saying that it's ready. I didn't even nah, know. That. Nah, what what some of them do is nah, and it's smart because if you just give away the custom, they could just save it and not pay. No, no, no. I didn't mean that. I mean like uh, they accept the money before creating the video. Like you can, yeah, 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 and be yeah, like, okay, yeah. it's ready. You can pay now, and then y'all do the exchange. Um, that would make you know what now that you say it like that that would make more sense yeah because i made the mistake of paying for it before and then like telling them what i wanted and then paying and then paying it and then waiting waiting x amount of days to get it yeah hell no nope (laughs) but now that you say it like that that way that makes way more sense yeah like tell me that it's ready now and then I'll pay you on the spot rather than you just take my money and run. Yeah, and then it, it keeps the incentive there for them to, you know, move their ass on getting it done. Exactly. And then you gotta pay them more money to like give you what you initially paid for. Right, right. But uh yeah, my the bad characteristics is mainly right right on the top of the list really is just the rudeness, the fan mm-hmm. interaction, because it it don't it don't always be the fans that come off entitled. The content creators come off entitled. Yeah, and it's like, I if I come to your page and you come off with this nasty ass attitude, I don't care 
Like, I don't care if one person caused that. That don't mean take it out on the whole group. That's true. And if you are going to, like, instill boundaries, instill it to where it's generalized, not personalized. Mm-hmm. Because it's just going to turn me off from you. And again, the high paywalls. Yeah. Who wants to pay $50 for two minutes? Yeah. I'm thinking like the average guy. Like, to be honest, guy, it's bad enough that, let me not say bad enough, guys don't want to pay for something that they're going to get off Reddit or Pornhub in general. So mm-hmm. I can't speak for them. I'm speaking for the person, I'm speaking for me and the person that's actually willing to pay to see new content. Right, right. Why would I want to pay $40, $50 for something that's going to be two, three minutes? Like, for that, mm-hmm. I might, I, you might as well give me the girlfriend experience. Yeah, or 50 for something that could be on Instagram. That's kind of funny. I've seen that happen, too. Yeah, and they're, like, that's an insult. Like, I get it. Like, people are allowed to create what they want, and they can, you know, charge for it, and people can decide if they're going to pay or not. But it, it does, it, it can kind of feel like you think your audience is a little stupid, you know, when you want to charge for literally the same things you posted on IG. Yeah, and a lot of girls have gotten mad at me about that. But mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't care. But I hope that, I hope that answered that specific question. I hope I yeah. answered that specific question to the best of my ability. Yeah. So is so the podcast was that more of like a transition from the OnlyFans reviews and kind of like ah, things further or the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um initially and that's another thing. The mm-hmm. people that the person that initially seeded the idea for the podcast was Van Lichten. He had reached he had reached out to me. Mm-hmm. And he had like, yo, have you ever considered doing a podcast? And I was hesitant against it because I know doing a podcast is more than just walking up and talking shit for 45 minutes and then leaving. Yeah. Like there's a lot. There's a lot of there's really a lot of science that goes into this, a lot of preparation and planning. Yeah, I've heard. It's very time consuming. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still like going on 60 episodes. I'm still improving along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, he suggested that it be a predominantly sex, like an OnlyFans podcast or mm-hmm. a sex positive podcast, basically speaking on the OnlyFans and the sex commute, the sex worker community as well. Yeah. And I was going to take the idea and run with it, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, through a lot of trial and errors and I was looking for a co-host that I can bounce ideas off of that didn't work out. So <clears throat> after a while, eventually I just got to, you know what, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to do a solo one. So mm-hmm. this way I don't have to, Instead of just chasing a person around. Yeah. Like, fuck this. I'm going to just do it. Yeah. But by then, like, Van had... Van, Van had lost interest for the same reason everybody else said lost interest. Like, the clout died down. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, like, the I know clout. you... 
music, are you ever going to tie that in? I have. Oh, okay. I already, I, I have. Like, there's an episode. Like, Mel- on and all that. Yeah, that's another thing I want to do. That's another thing I want to do too. It's like, mm-hmm. matter of fact, I've done that. Um, yeah. one of the episodes, Quiet the Kids Are Sleeping, they're musical artists. Um, <laughs> and they're also, there are other ones there that's involved in the music NFT world, you know. So, yeah, but to go back to the other question, um, when I first started out in the beginning, in the beginning, you know. In the last 30 minutes, mm-hmm. I would do an in-depth review of the OnlyFans reviews that I put out. Mm-hmm. Just so I can like cover, just so I can like thoroughly cover what I didn't cover in the videos. Like whatever information that I didn't give you in that videos, you would get more additional information here. Oh, okay. I like that. You know, like my thorough opinion of it here. Mm-hmm. But um after a while, and I know you're probably gonna act, act. I know you were probably gonna ask me this. Were you gonna ask me what made me stop doing OnlyFans reviews? I'm kind of curious now that you said it. <laughs> uh, so now you can answer it. Nah, I just had. I just stopped having fun with it. Oh, okay. To summarize it, I just stopped yeah. having fun with it. It was that, and you know, the entitlement. Like, trust me. You aren't you the women content creators aren't the only ones that go through entitlement and yeah. weirdo behavior. I was going through it too. Yeah. And like it was it was still at a good high even when the buzz died down from the initial from the initial OnlyFans reviews. But it was more so from the guys, the entitlement and the toxic the toxicity so and from the audience who was watching the reviews. Yeah. Which again was predominantly guys. Like, so, what what were they saying? Was it more like do a, you know review of this girl next? And nah, that I I mean that was mild entitlement, but I can mm-hmm. handle that. It was mm-hmm. just the you know yeah, rally talk to these hoes and put these bitches <laughs> in their place and, da, 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 and I was like, whoa, <laughs> like not my goal. <laughs> nah. They like they wanted me to lean more. They they felt like it wasn't entertaining anymore because I wasn't leaning heavy into the misogyny. Ah, wow! And that just started making me more uncomfortable because it doesn't. I realized that it doesn't matter how many times I tell people this. Is, my reviews is was never a hub for people's misogyny, but that never stopped inviting the incels in. Yeah, you know. Same thing with, I could the same to me. This it's the same thing with watching a Kevin Samuels content, and mm-hmm. I initially didn't like him, but I realized that okay, like he he isn't just telling off women; he's telling off men too. And it's like it's not just it. It, it really wasn't him that I didn't like. It was his fan base I didn't like, which was incels. Yeah, the 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 quote unquote alpha male guys. Now they're in my sector too. Like, oh shit. And that's what it was like, okay, this is not funny anymore. And it's just over time, it's just the more I kept doing those content, it just now it just felt like I was now I was just forcing myself. And yeah. to me, it would come off 
it would translate or it would come off on the content until just one day I posted this shit. I after a couple months off. And you know, and I think I I think I posted a Riley Randoms. Mm-hmm. I posted a Riley Randoms when the guy just said stick to OnlyFans reviews, and that was just like the trigger point right there. Wow. I was like, you know what? Fuck you, fuck y'all. I deleted that on me. I did because I was by then by that point I had uploaded my OnlyFans reviews on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I that last one I deleted, the last one I posted, I deleted. And what I did was I re-uploaded it on my OnlyFans paywall. So now mm-hmm. it's like, from now on, if you want to see it, you're going to pay money for it. Otherwise, right. you're not going to see it at all. Right. Which, looking back, I should have started off that way. But it's like, but it grew my subscribers. So I'm grateful for that. But it's like, nah. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the entitlement... Yeah captured yeah. on in the first place but yeah go ahead yeah but the entitlement and the toxic the, the toxic side of it was alright enough is enough I don't want to do this anymore because you know I I've incorporated like, I incorporated my music into there mm-hmm. I've went back to like posting my music my Roddy Randers and stuff but I realized that the new audience that came in was they weren't fans of me. They were fans of that content. They mm-hmm. were fans of that Omni fan series. They wasn't trying to give themselves a chance to get acquainted with Riley Ritz, the person, right. Riley Ritz, the artist, Riley mm-hmm. Ritz, the rapper. Uh, there were some people that gave that, that gave themselves a chance to experience that. The other people, they just wanted, you know, the their 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 little hub for their misogyny, their incel, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was like, you know, it is what it is. And I know there's some people that said that I could have continued with it. And, you know, the internet executives, you know, I could have turned it into something. But it's like, you know, I've been telling people there's more to me than just this. Exactly. And then also, too, like when you lose passion for something, it's no reason to continue because your heart's not going to be in it. Your turnaround time is going to be different. You know, everything's going to be different. So it's like, yeah, like why keep going if you no longer have passion for something? And that's one thing that I I tell people, even with my OnlyFans, they're like, "Uh, are you going to quit? And, you know, when when would you quit? When would you stop? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'll stop when I'm not feeling it anymore. Like as long as I'm happy doing this i'll keep doing it like i don't care how much money i make like if it still brings me joy i'm still down with it but the second i start feeling like i'm having far more bad days than good days and like i can't handle it mentally anymore i'm out exactly you exactly you you understand and Mm -hmm. um that was the case with me but it was like you can make this into your brand brand. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want this to be my brand. <laughs> like, I don't want this to be my defining brand. I don't want to be predominantly known as the OnlyFans guy. Like, I don't regret right. doing I don't regret doing it at all. Mm-hmm. I don't regret doing it at all. Yeah. If anything, if anything, looking back, I would have just doubled down on my early reviews. Yeah. So now, because now I know how to handle it, man. Yeah. You know, but um, 
But yeah, it was just, it was just that. It was just the insult niggas. It just, it just took. It was just the insult niggas, and then like I said, it just stopped being. It just stopped being fun. So I just stopped. Now it isn't to say that I won't pick back up on it, but if and when I do, it'll be on the paywall. Yeah, I feel it. It'll be on the it'll be on the paywall. So yeah, so so yeah. Um I'm yeah. I'm still like yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um any more questions you have, I'm more than welcome to answer them. Oh no, I think that's it. You covered a lot. Not a lot, but we got quite a bit in there quite a bit i think my last one would probably be like so what's your goals with the podcast you know how far do you want to take this for now my only for now my only goal is to make it up to 100 episodes by then i'll know whether or not to keep forward with it or not Mm -hmm. that's my only goal to see this through to 100 episodes and And so far hmm How's it going so far? Do you feel like it's going the direction that you want it to go in, or? Um, I really don't have, you know, a direction for it per se. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, to talk about the shit that I want to talk about. But I'll say that I'm, I'm trying to like steer away from social media topics. Because, like, there's enough of that just being on social media. So I don't want this to be a podcast mainly founded on Twitter topics. There's more than enough podcasts doing that. And it's uh, and the weird part is they have an audience that yeah. way surpasses mine. And I'm like, damn, y'all like Twitter and audio too? Shit. Yeah. I think it's because a lot of those topics kind of create, you know, the arguments and stuff like that and get people debating and talking. So that's probably why they end up doing so well. And the same with, uh, you know, the celebrity topics and stuff. I'm not a fan of the gossip topics, but I do understand like the more, I guess, conversational pieces, you know? Yeah. Like there are certain subjects that you can't ignore, like, like address them. Mm-hmm. So I get that, but there others, if there's a way to ignore them, then I'll ignore them. Especially if I'm genuinely not interested in them, then I won't even bring it up at all. It's like, okay, yeah. whatever. Like, I, I don't care. So mm-hmm. there's no sense of talking about it, but I'm glad I named it Riley Randoms because there's just random subjects I really would want to talk about. And mm-hmm. like, whether, whether, like, whether it be, you know, wrestling, you know, or comics or Marvel movies, DC movies, um, fucking dabble in the dating relationships thing. And if I do talk about them, I, you know, put in my personal experiences on there and also talk about some of my personal stuff. That's another thing I like. Like, I tell you what I want you to know. I didn't know you were wrestling. I had just started getting back into wrestling. Like uh-huh. I've been so far removed from it for for years that I've caught up with the current times through YouTube channels like What Culture and 
Cultaholic and Brian Zane and um, you know Wrestle Talk and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's how I know about the people that I know about now through those YouTube channels. Oh, okay. But other than that, the last time I watched wrestling was when the ruthless regret. Like, matter of fact, do you are you familiar with wrestling or not? I watch WWE and AEW. However, I will say I do not watch consistently anymore. I haven't watched consistently in probably two years. Um, I just hit it up every now and then because watching wrestling, honestly, it is like having a part-time job. There's so many hours in a week. And I, yeah, I just got to a place where I was like, this is taking up so much of my time. I can't, I can't keep up with this every single week anymore. Same, same thing. (laughs) It's like, I'm not, I'm not in my teens anymore. Yeah, like, I got stuff to do. Like <laughs> I'm not as invested as I was. I'm not that like exactly what you said. I'm not invest. I'm not invested like I was when I was a teenager. Yeah. Like I'm an adult now. So, but there's still adults that are that highly invested in it, and I'm like, yo, I respect the fuck out of y'all. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's like. I'm like, I'm glad you said it the way you said it because that's exactly what it is for me, part-time. Yeah. But, um... I think I added the hours up one time. And I'm like, damn, three hours for Raw, two hours for SmackDown, two hours for AEW. Then, okay, what if you want to watch NXT? That's another two hours. What if there's a pay-per-view that week? That's four or five hours. I'm like, that is too much. You still watch (laughs) pay-per-views? You still watch pay-per-views? Uh, for WWE, yeah. So, like, if I want to see WrestleMania, you know, or something like that, SummerSlam, all that, yeah. I haven't watched a pay-per-view in years, and I will not do so now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just catch. I'll just catch up from it, like the everyone highlights. else does. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. but. Who are your, now that you brought it up, who are your favorite wrestlers at this time, if you have a favorite? Roman. Uh, I think that he's improved a lot in terms of his stage presence. And I kind of like the whole storyline they have going on with him. I like the Usos. I like Naomi. Um, He's one of my favorites, but I just be wishing she could give me just a little bit more oomph. Like sometimes she come out and... I just know when she's going to lose before she even start fighting. Like, her energy just be giving it away. And I'm like, just, even if you got to lose that night, like, still make me feel like I don't know who's going to lose. Like, be that type of fighter. And I just be wanting that out of her. And I don't really get it. Like, I feel like she dumps herself down a lot. Um, and I can't stand when the girls do that. I mean, like, don't fucking dumb yourself down for nobody. Just you know what? Do it. Um, you you... <sighs> I'll let you finish, but I think I know what it is. Okay. And then uh, Samoa Joe, I'm sorry he had to leave, but he's, I think it's with AW now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Samoa Joe because uh, he just fucking cracks me up. Um, like when he had that whole thing where he's like, oh, Wendy, like that shit happened. <laughs> um, and then uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Jericho, actually. Uh, because he's like a likable asshole. Yeah. Randy is another person who I feel like is a likable asshole. Like, they rude as hell. 
and just kind of wild, but like for some reason you just still like them. Yeah. Going back to the Naomi thing, you know what it is? I think she's been trying so hard to get pushed. Like yeah. you remember, you, you remember the when she was trending on Twitter? Yeah. yeah. Like get, what was it? Give Naomi a chance or some yeah. shit like that? Yep. She was going hard for that. Yeah. And for them to still not push her is like, it's just, it's probably a deflated, you know, defeat type shit. Yeah, probably. But it's like, she's so good and she really does deserve like a good run, you know? Um, when they gave her the title before, like she had it for like six months and I was just kind of like, man, this could have been so much better, but I don't really feel like they truly give her like a real shot. Like I think right now, unless something changed, because I haven't watched in a little while, but she has the tag team title with uh, Sasha. Yeah. And that's pretty dope. I was happy that they won that. And uh, Bianca also won too that weekend. And so it was nice to see, you know, all three black wrestlers, you know, doing their thing and having the titles. So I really like that. Mm. I feel like nah. Sasha just slept onto a little bit to some degree like how has she not had a wrestlemania win beyond the tag team titles like that just annoys my soul i never noticed that till you just said it yeah like she always loses at wrestlemania except this you know recent one. Oh, so she's low-key becoming a female triple h i guess but i don't know because like, he's lost at every WrestleMania. I don't yeah. know if no one noticed that. He has the most consistent losses, most consistent losses at WrestleMania. Yeah. And it's wild that and it's wild that he had, that he had to retire the way he did. Yeah. I haven't uh seen a whole lot of Triple H matches. I've seen nah. He's retired. Um, I know he's, he's retired. retired. Yeah. Uh, he came out there during uh, WrestleMania about it. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen a lot of his matches. I think the one that would stand out to me the most, though, is uh, it was Undertaker. I think it was at WrestleMania. I don't remember which year, but that was crazy. Oh, yeah. I know they what you're talking about. Each other to stay down. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like the most intense shit I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I'm such a dork. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, but see, this is shit. I love when I talk about shit like this because it's genuine. It's authentic. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to stay. I don't want, I like, whereas if this would have been predominantly a sex worker only fans podcast, I would have to stay on brand and then yeah. After and then after a while, I was like, "Yo, I don't want to talk about sex all day. I don't want to talk yeah. about sex work all day. I don't want to talk about OnlyFans all day. I want to talk about things that's on my mind at the time." Yeah, and then not just that, it allows people to see the other side of the person you're interviewing too, because you know we're not as creators, we're not just you know sex workers. You know, we we're human too at the end of the day, so it shows more sides of you and also shows more sides of the girls. I think that but, that's pretty cool. But um, I know you like. I don't want to keep you too long, so I'll just give you. I'll just 
give you one more question. Like, if you have any, like, one more question to ask. Oh, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Actually, you know what? No, because we was talking about wrestling. So, who's your favorites? <laughs> um, my favorites, like, I don't have a solid favorite. I don't have a solid favorite because, again, mm-hmm. like you said, I'm, I'm a part-timer, too. So, mm-hmm. but... I'm so far. I'm rooting for the the black wrestlers. Okay. I ain't gonna hold it. In that case, I'm rooting for the black wrestlers. Like I like Bianca Belair. You know, mm-hmm. I like Naomi. I want her to get a push. I like Sasha Banks. She's grown. She's really, really grown on me over the years. I like, you know, I like Jane Cargo. She's re- I really like her, Jane mm-hmm. Cargo. I really like her. You know, and. Even before Jay got in there, I was I was really liking Big Swole. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate on how like that her falling out with the AEW came came to be. That sucked. Yeah. I really hope she lands on impact somewhere or some shit. Mm-hmm. But um I like Bianca's husband, Montez Ford. That dude is charismatic as fuck. I really yeah. like him. <laughs> yeah, that's like, pretty cool. Like he's fun as fuck. I ain't gonna hold it. Like he de- he's another one that deserves a big push up down the line. Um Yeah, 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 man. I really like the black wrestler black wrestlers for the most part so far. Not to say I don't like a few white ones. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't like I ain't gonna like I ain't gonna hold it. Um Becky Lynch is entertaining. Like I'm not, yeah. if if I'm gonna keep it a bug with you, I'm more entertained by the women wrestlers. I think that's a lot of people right now. It's so crazy how they've kind of like taken over. And honestly, I'm happy to see it because there was a time where, you know, it was just so many bra and panty snatches and Yo. pulling each other's hair and screaming. I could not stand that stuff. I, I, Those moments were used as a bathroom break for me. But to see them actually out there kicking ass and uh, just having dope ass stage presence, like... I fucking love it. Yeah, and while I still feel like they have a long way to go as far as women wrestling goes, because mm-hmm. I don't like that they still get like two, three minute matches. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that does suck. You know, sometimes they do get kind of stuck in there like an afterthought. Yeah, they still have a long way to go as far as women and wrestling go. More mm-hmm. so black women in wrestling. Yeah, me. that too. We do see progress though, so that is something that that is good. I'm glad you. Br- I'm really, I'm really glad you brought that up. Thing. I'm really glad you brought that up because I'd be saying like, "Yo, it came a long way. It came a long fucking way because it wasn't always like that." I'll take it as far as back to like the eighties, mm-hmm. like when there was at, when there was w- women actually wrestling, like um. Yeah. Matter of fact, what's the what's the show on Netflix with women wrestling? I forgot the name of it. Glow. Glow. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an actual thing from Glow to women wrestling. And even then it was like two, three minute matches where the the where it was an afterthought then and then mm-hmm. for it to go off air and then when it comes back on and when it came back on it was during um, going into the Attitude Era, and then that's when the bra and panties matches came about. And mind you, there was like women that actually knew how to wrestle and fight was few and far between. Yeah, motherfuckers was just hiring blondes with titties. <laughs> that's what I was saying. 
and like that's fine and all but at the same time it just wasn't I don't know it was kind of making it seem like a like it's all women are capable of in terms of wrestling and I really just wanted to see like girls out there just kicking ass yeah but but every now and then niggas but every now to me and and this is gonna be my first time saying that they're like some wrestling like they and they sprinkle on some ruthless aggression every now and then. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're still getting the little, we're still getting the TNA, but it's subtle. Yeah. It's not as overt as it used to. You just got to yeah. catch it. Like, I was just, I had watched the NXT 2.0, which is, uh, uh damn you, Vince, man. Um, <laughs> I was watching NFC 2.0 and and I only started watching that because of the Nikita girl and Lash Legend. Yeah. Especially Lash Legend because she used to play ball before she got into wrestling. And uh, the Nikita girl and as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, I know what the fuck y'all are doing. <laughs> With the splits and all that in the outfits <laughs> and all that shit. I'm like, you knew, they knew, they knew what the fuck she, they knew what they was doing when they had to go out in that outfit and do that, all that shit. Right. Generate, generate viewership. I'm like, I get it. At, at least yeah. it's not as overt. At least yeah. it's not overt. Yeah, know? my thing was just the. It was like the hair pulling and screaming and all that. I that was annoying. I feel like Carmella tried to bring that back a little bit, and I was just like, girl, just please stop. <laughs> yeah, it was just the constant screaming and I'm like, can can we just quit this part? It's just irritating yeah. me personally. I just be wanting to see people just really kick ass. Nah, same. And that's where and that's why I'm more into women's wrestling than the guys wrestling and everything mm-hmm. because the women that actually do the do the spots and take the bumps and actually yeah. put out well thought and effort into Daddy. it. <laughs> yeah, Maddie is a. She has a lot of talent. Like her, as an athlete, it's just nuts. I feel like probably when she's done, if she doesn't just retire as a wrestler, she'll probably end up training, if she's not doing that already. Because I, I can see like that. It's just like a, a arsenal of just knowledge in terms of like all the moves she knows and her abilities it's crazy and you said natty right yeah natalia yeah yeah nah definitely mm-hmm. definitely definitely and again she's another one that's came a long way you remember the the gimmick that vince tried to give her with the farting shit uh-uh what happened nah yeah that was her thing that was the angle they pitched that was the thing they pitched to her and they had her do like she was for like they had this um thing mm-hmm. and thank god this was early because by now people forgot about it but i remember like they had her be this person that gave off gas but she fart <laughs> and i'm like that's fucked up you are fucking kidding me are you serious? look it up Look it up. When you when we get done with this, you look it up. Natalia Gas. I'm like oh that. And, and I and I know this and I know this came from Vince McMahon because for some reason he finds 
things like gas and dwarfs funny. So I know this came from him. I'm like, yo, that is some bullshit, man. Oh, shit. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like imagine her doing this shit and it is wow. That is- and plus, Vince being petty, I guess this is low-key way of sticking it to, you know, the Hart family, especially yeah. for like Brett. So I'm like, you petty old <laughs> man. Let this go, alright? <laughs> you nipped it. Like, like, I thought you and Brett nipped this in the butt with that unnecessary oh, match. Like, let the fuck go. We're over. Oh, man. But at least she's past that, so hopefully... If she doesn't get another push, which she should, she's another one. I feel like she should get another push. But yeah. if she doesn't get another push, like you said, but then, like you said, I'm like, yeah, I'm content with yeah. that. Even without day. getting a major push, uh, Natalia always kind of finds a way to still stay in the picture. You know, yeah. like she's good at that. Same as uh, our truth. Our truth doesn't really get a major push, but. He always finds a way to be around. <laughs> and I'm impressed. It, because yeah. I don't think he's ever going to get that major push like he got early in his career. Right. Before he got fired then he went to TNA. I don't think he's going to ever get another major push. But the fact that he made something out of nothing with that ugly 24/7. ass 24-7 belt. <laughs> I have no choice but to respect that. Like, yeah. And 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 he still looks young. Did yeah. you see that picture with him and Tupac? Yeah. Like he, wait, no, no. Him and Tupac. No, I didn't see that one. I probably, this is, but I don't think I did. Nah, this is picture with him and Tupac. Mm-hmm. He has not aged a day since wow. that picture. Is it on his Twitter? It's probably is on his, it's, it's probably is on his Twitter, but just look it up. Like, okay. You should, it should, that'll be the first thing you see. It's a picture with him and Tupac. That's a real picture. Wow. He has not aged a day since then. If anything, he looks younger. That is nuts. But I guess it really goes to show, like, when you take care of yourself, you know, you can maintain, you know, your youth for a longer amount of time. So, yeah. Like, he like I'll give it to him. He like you're absolutely right. He the fact that they are a the fact that him and a few others remain relevant without a single push mm-hmm. is amazing. But the yeah. fact that but it's also the fact that WWE never squashed on that push either. That's true. That is very true. Because they could have cut him or her a long time ago, but they didn't. Nah, that's you're you're absolutely right on that. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right on that. But um, oh, let me just leave you. Let me just leave you off with this before I cut you off, because I was just I was surprised you never asked me like my bad experiences with OnlyFans, because that's another common question. I kind of did. Asked. It was like you know the nah, but I'm but I'm talking about with the girls I reviewed. Oh, I didn't want to be messy. But if you want to spill it, that's not, it, that's, give me the juice. I'm just joking. <laughs> nah, that's not that's not messy. That's not nah, like I said, that's a common question that I get. And yeah. and it, and plus it's played out. I don't know if you was following me around the time, but it, it played out in public, but not on my end. Oh no, it's, I don't know about this. What happened? Nah, you don't with you don't remember with Chella's way? 
Wait, with who? She was the very first girl that I reviewed. Like, mm-hmm. when you go to the, like, the very first video, the very first person I reviewed is Cello Spec. Like, that's, oh. that's probably one of the most memorable ones. That and the other white girl that I reviewed, she's a fan of the Joe Budden podcast. Um, yeah. Like, I've saw like, a few of your reviews, and I recognize a few of the girls, but I don't know all of them. Like, the girl you mentioned, I don't, I don't know her. Nah, I don't. I no, I don't that I, her I don't expect you to know, but for some reason, but they made a meme out of it. Like wow. I looked at no, I looked it up on YouTube, and I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, they made a meme out of that shit. <laughs> wow. Oh gosh. But uh, nah, Chella's way was that's she's easily on that top five of the like weird worst experience like I wouldn't say worst but one of the weird experiences and that's only because of how she reacted to it because nah I reviewed her I said like she's one of she's she goes back to the initial question that you asked about the worst feature not the worst features the worst um characteristics yeah like she was one of those like high prices high prices High prices, short content. Mm-hmm. High prices, short content. That was yeah. my only issue with her. And she posted stuff that you can basically see on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. With her, with when it came being when it came to being subscribed to her, it was a it was really a gamble that you were taking okay. because you didn't know what type of content you would get you were going to get from that paywall. And the cat and it didn't help that the caches were vague. Yeah, you know. And I tell everyone this: um, she has sold this, you know, sex tape of hers for like three hundred dollars, but mm-hmm. the thing was for like under sixty seconds, or two, under sixty seconds or two minutes. And it was like the fact that you're charging three hundred dollars for something that's under sixty seconds is an insult to itself, like. You really playing yeah. in people's faces, like not. Nah. So yeah. I just revealed that. And she got really, really, really upset because me and her have been in person like a couple times. And the very first time we met in person was at K Slate Showcase. Rest in peace to K Slate. Mm-hmm. Um, and but we met each other a couple times, mainly at her workplace, which is at a strip bar joint. Mm-hmm. You know, so once I gave that review that I did, that's when she was like, uh, uh, fuck you. I didn't give you permission to review me. You be stalking me. And then I know where you live. And if I can't get you, I'll get your moms. I know where your moms live at. And all this other shit. And I'm like, oh, shit. You threatened me and my mother over this <laughs> review thing. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. I I didn't know about any of this. And I'm not. Yeah, I'm she not. doesn't ring a bell. Does she still create or? Yeah, she creates. She just has me blocked. Oh, okay. She creates. She just has me blocked. Um, I mean, but the threats persisted for a minute, for a second. But yeah, you know, I didn't I didn't take those seriously because she was just upset. Yeah. But it, it I ain't gonna front. It was. It was an interesting time. I was like, oh, shit. I wasn't really, again, I wasn't really expecting this from 
any of the OnlyFans shit at all. Yeah. So the fact that somebody reacted that strongly to it mm-hmm. publicly at that mm-hmm. was very wow. Yeah. And it wasn't just her. There was a couple others. It was yeah. it was a couple others. They didn't react as strongly as she did. But nonetheless, it was you'd be surprised how you uh, that's another thing I learned. Like with like certain certain type of women, like they're not you they're not used to criticism. Yeah. They're not used to criticism. They're it, not used to being told and they took it personal. Yeah. Because it when hard. Huh? It is hard to take it sometimes. Like when uh like if you feel like the uh criticism isn't constructive, um, then yeah, it can be a little difficult. But sometimes you do have to like sit back and just kind of think about what the person is saying. And it's like, okay, is that valid? Is it true? Um, so like I'd be open to listening to people, however, I don't like when people lie on me. Like I've had scenarios like that where people will lie about my consistency in posting or stuff like that. And it's gotten to the point or no, it not to say it's gotten to the point, but this one person had did it to where I was like, you know what? I'm about to keep a log of exactly how many pictures and how many videos I post per week. The time uh, of those clips or full videos <laughs> And what type of content it was. And I literally have a fucking log now. Because if anybody tries to say, you know, you haven't been doing this or you haven't been doing that. I'm like, nope. There you go right here. Like, (laughs) I want to hear it. (laughs) So. I I try to be as consistent as possible. Uh, Lately, my health had gotten away a bit. Um. But other than that, I try to definitely make sure I keep like a steady flow on my page as much as I can. <laughs> mm. Were you nervous about me reviewing your thing? Like, what was your initial thoughts when you when you found out? Like, okay, um, okay, this guy is actively reviewing. Like, what were your thoughts? I followed you. Like, I thought it was dope, actually. Like, you hadn't even reviewed me yet, but I thought it was dope because I see that a lot of guys, they'll subscribe to these girls and sometimes they'll have a really great experience and they'll come across somebody great. And I'm like, yeah, promote those people. And then sometimes you will see that, you know, some people are really just kind of taking advantage of people and not really delivering good content. And I feel like people have a right to know that, too. Like I've subscribed to a few people myself before and it is disappointing when, you know, you get in there and it's like, what the fuck is this shit? You know? So I felt it and I was completely okay with you, you know, giving reviews and honest reviews. It didn't seem like you were doing anything malicious or anything like that. So yeah, I, I fucked with it. You're probably like one of the few content creators that didn't take it personal where everyone else, they were just really nervous and even scared of me reviewing yeah. their stuff. Some of them were no, even I was blocked. Scared. Oh, I was waiting for you to get to my page. <laughs> I'm like, is he ever going to do it? <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's taken me, nah, because by then my following had skyrocketed, so there was just a lot to wade through to get to people. 
So if I didn't get to a certain amount of people, it was never anything personal. It was just a lot going on. So like you, I started keeping logs of any OnlyFans account that I came across because initially what I was doing was I would create a separate tab for it. And by then I would just get up to 100 tabs. I'm like, okay, I can't go on like this. Let me write this out. And then, you know, I'll get through these names by order. And that's how I base my OnlyFans reviews. Mm-hmm. That and some of them were like paid to like jump the line. Yeah. You know, so that was a that was another that was another thing too that helped. So mm-hmm. I was making I, I was making bread off that. That is dope. Nah, nah. Yeah. Like, some of them were paid to like jump the line because mm-hmm. otherwise I would do it in the way that I wrote it out. And yeah. whatever name I came across, I would do. Mm-hmm. And if you're subscription price was reasonable then yeah i would see about it but if you were talking about some 50 dollars shit it was like initially i was and initially i wasn't doing the 50 dollars shit mm-hmm. but if it was a vip page then okay i'll do it because it's like vip pages are almost always worth it because yeah. vip pages you don't have they don't do paywalls it's just everything is on that main page yeah. and whatever they send you is just like bonus shit yeah and it's like yeah vip when it comes to vip when it comes to vip pages they're almost always worth it i never had a bad experience yet that's good but um yeah but um some of them would be scared some of them would just block me before i even got to their only fan <laughs> pages him still <laughs> yeah it's like the equivalent of like covering your eyes <laughs> while somebody is right in front of you. You're me. Yeah, you can't you're... see me. You can't see me now. I'm blocking you. Yeah. Somebody like, you're mean. You're mean. I'm like... We still see you. Yeah. Like, you're mean. I'm like, well, you get the idea that I'm mean. It's like, I'm not mean. I was just like... I just came off brutally honest and somebody brought it up to me. It's like... It's, Somebody brought it up to me saying that it's part, like, they think it's ego on my part to do that. And when I think about it, it's pro- it probably is that. But also, it's like, again, I keep constantly saying this. I never had malicious or ill intent. Yeah. It's just, it's just how it comes. It's just how it comes across when I do say it. Yeah. You know? just, so, so. If someone doesn't like what you say then they're going to associate it with something negative. And that's really what it boils down to. Because had you said something positive about them, they probably wouldn't be saying you're, it's your ego, you know? So. And even if I would have said it in the most positive way, it's not going to stop. It's still not going to translate. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not going to stop them from translating it to how they're going to translate it. So I might as well just tell it for what it is. It's like, yo, this is whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I can't give everyone a glowing review because it doesn't have value, because the reviews doesn't have value. But I can't give everyone a bad review because it doesn't, have, like, it has to be a balance within right. that. So, and then, you know, you don't want to destroy your reputation and credibility. So it's like you're not going to lie. So it's like you can only say what's actually true and what you <sighs> observed. But the one thing about it that people really don't get this this is just my views from my perspective i'm not saying 
all of my shit is all of my shit is not gospel. At the end of the day, I have people tell me like they disagree with me, you know, and I'm like, okay, then go after a while. I'm like, okay, go ahead, subscribe, subscribe, see for yourself. Yeah. Like, whatever. If you get a better experience experience out of it than I did, then that's great. But if you don't, then either way, that's your loss. That you spent money on that, so yeah. either way, you know. <laughs> And that's also the beauty of you know fan interaction and the the comments because if people did have other experiences they could go ahead and voice it you know. But uh, but uh, you know. I'll say, but I'll say, as far as in person, I went to a Newark. I went to this new this Newark get. I wouldn't say get together, but it's basically for like small businesses. Mm-hmm. Tara from Love and Hip Hop was hosting it, but so was Tahiri. And I really wasn't expecting Tahiri to be over there. I saw Tara. She was like, what's up? Because we had met each other from another, you know, instance. And, mm-hmm. you know, Tahiri was there. Like, oh, shit. And she was calling Tahiri over. And I didn't know that Tahiri knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Because I reviewed her OnlyFans and I reviewed it twice and I said it was trash. Mm-hmm. I even went as far I even went as far <laughs> as to say it's like, yo, you should just if you have a sex scene with Joe Budden or JL Smith, you should just post that shit oh, on your OnlyFans. <laughs> and I didn't think that she caught that, but she did. Because mm-hmm. the vibe that I got from it is like, yeah, I know you was that nigga talking shit. And I ain't gonna hold it. I kind of just like I got nervous. Yeah, I, I got scared. I got, I got, yeah, I got scared <laughs> a little bit because if I just kept it like a regular review, then I wouldn't feel no way. I was just so like it's nothing personal. Then yeah. at least I. But most people told me I went hard on her. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit. And yeah, that, that line was a little, that one was a little harsh. I'm going I'm to I'm give that one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, uh, that's why I was nervous and like timid a little bit. Yeah. So, like, I don't want her to smack the shit out of me or curse me out in front of these people. So I just avoided the smoke. <laughs> I like, nah. But all that shit I said, I meant. I mm-hmm. meant that shit. Every little bit of it. And stuff outside of it because it didn't stop at the OnlyFans review. Like to me person like to me, I have my own opinions about her personally mm-hmm. that I that I said on there and I'll just keep it at that. But on that review, I meant it. You know, so even it'll be what it is. Part. Huh? I said even the sex tape part. Yes. <laughs> it's like like just post something enticing. Like don't post something that again I could see on Instagram or Google. Yeah. Like, did, she, did she have like you know the bio state the type of content she posts in advance or? Did she have the what? Did she like did her bio state what type of content she posts? Because it was one of. It, it was one of those mm-hmm. typical vague ones. You see some oh. never before seen exclusive pits. Then when you okay. pay for the paywall, you subscribe there. 
it'll be just some shit that you could have saw on her Instagram or you could have just Google. Like, you post your ass, we see that on there already. Like, show us something new. Yeah. I I, I hear you, but I know not everybody is okay with, you know, putting on sex videos, so. Nah, and that's, that's fine. That's fine. I get that because the fact of the matter is, OnlyFans is it's known for its adult entertainment, but that's not yeah. what it's all for. Yeah. So I get that. So you're not pressured. Uh, no one, no one is pressuring you to do any sexual acts at all. At the end of the day, you're in control of your content on right. what you want right. to post. My thing is just communicate it as such. Don't false advertise it. Don't make yeah. it seem, don't state one thing and reveal it to be another. Yeah. Like with Vita Gura, when she, her OnlyFans, she'll tell you, like, it's, it's, she posts tasteful shit. Like, you're going to see her body, mm-hmm. but it, you're not going to see any sexual acts being done. Yeah. You know, so I respect it. To, but to me, it's just like, okay, this is something that a fucking, a teenager would see if he's exploring himself for the first time. But then again, we have Pornhub, so he's just going to bypass that. You know, but but still, if you want to see her naked, then she's your page to go to. Yeah, I think there's something for everybody, you know. It just, it wasn't for you. But. Yeah, that was, again, that was just for me, that was just my perspective. Like, if you yeah. still want to see her naked, then you can go see her naked. Yeah. You know? But, um... But if you're looking for, you know... Action. Super X-rated stuff, then you're not going to Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, go to only one Rhonda page or some, or some <laughs> shit like that. Just for the solo, though. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't... Yeah. And that's oh yeah, and that's another thing like I find interesting. Guys be there'd be some guys, most guys that be wanting to see the action. Like, where's you yeah. taking this dick? I'm like, what? Yeah, that'd be it, like it, it it just be the it's just how it expresses weird to me. I'm like, you wanna see a guy fucking okay? Like I I understand, like, okay, they wanted to see more real, because when you do have, like, that human interaction and you hear the moans and stuff, it does feel more intense, you know? Like, if I'm uh, watching porn, it's going to feel more intense for me to see a guy fucking a girl versus fucking a pussy pocket, you know? Um, So, I do get it, but at the same time, it's like, not everybody is gonna do that i forgot where the hell i was going with this what was i saying <laughs> like human interaction versus solo interaction oh yeah yeah but yeah i just it's not for everybody you know i think uh it only gets weird for me when they ask me about it when they start asking really weird questions like how big is your husband's dick because i really need to imagine the size what? of what yeah and I'll be like what (laughs) why is this important information for your fantasy like just imagine me with a dick like not a dick but you know like getting fucked by a dick and this was this a guy asking this yes because they they want more details and is he black is he white you know 
I'm like, why you want to fuck him? Like, what? <laughs> that's weird. Oh gosh, it really is. They'll even ask me a stuff on Instagram, and not everybody, of course. You know, it's a rare few who ask stuff like this, but it definitely stands out because I'd be like, what the hell? Your husband don't got meat like that. No, nigga, he just don't want to do it. <laughs> I really need to see you taking it. Like I'll give you, I'll give you three thousand dollars to send me a video just for me. No. Because then you go take that video and everybody goes see. That ain't stupid. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's smart. That's smart. Right. But it's just that that's a first. Like it's one thing for me to, it's one thing for people to see like human to human interaction. Okay, I get that. It's still weird to me, but I, that's more palatable. Mm-hmm. But when it's like specific, like, let me yeah. see your husband. Like, yeah, okay. that's where it gets weird. I just be like, oh gosh, uh, you sure you want to watch me or you want to watch him? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh shit, that not that yeah, now I'm stuttering. <laughs> That's my first ever hearing about that shit. Like what the fuck? <laughs> uh uh. But um thank you again for coming on here. Like this is the most this is like the most friendly podcast episode this year so far. <laughs> I feel it. That's cool. <laughs> like it was, it was pretty chill though. Like I like this is this is the type of pot. This is the type of pot I continue to aspire to have. Like I don't like doing those conventional interviews because to me it's too rigid, straight laced. Like nobody's nobody's ever comfortable throughout. Like yeah. at least for the first five ten minutes, you get through the uncomfortability and then you get and then you get more relaxed that's what I aspire for my guests to be relaxed yeah because I'm because I want to be relaxed and then it's good from there so um yeah you can tell I'm like all right so you can tell if you want you can tell your fans or aspire fans where they can not physically meet you but you know what websites and stuff to check you out at. Yeah, so uh, Instagram, only one Rhonda. Same thing with Twitter. And same thing with OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash only one Rhonda. Also have a subscription free page. I'm not going to call it a free page because you still got to pay for stuff when you get there. Um, OnlyFans.com slash Rhonda's Room. That's where you can buy content without a subscription. And I also have mini vids, only one ronda.minivids.com and loyal fans, loyalfans.com slash only one Rhonda. All right. And let me just give y'all my pod page, um, both on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow it at Raleigh Randoms Pod at R I L E Y R A N. D-O-M-S-P-O-D both on Twitter and Instagram and y'all can follow my main page Raleigh at Raleigh Ritz R-I-L-E-Y W-R-I-T-T-S and my music including you Rhonda um, <laughs> available, available now on Spotify Tidal, Apple 
whatever streaming services, including Bandcamp. And it's Riley Rittens, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S. And my website as well, Riley Rittens, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S.com. And shout out to the old listeners for staying around. Shout out to the new listeners. And shout out to the only – oh, yeah. Yeah, my, and I also have an OnlyFans as well, Riley Ritz, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-S. I occasionally post stuff on there, and as well as the OnlyFans reviews, if and when I post it. And shout out to the old listeners, shout out to the new listeners coming on here, and shout out to Rhonda for taking the time out. I genuinely appreciate it, and I hope that I made you as comfortable as possible can be. You did, you did, and thank you for having me. Uh, this was this was chill. Like just overall, like I love this interview. I mean, you know, I'm 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 not a Joe Button or any of those sex or any of those popping ass podcasts, but I try, I try, I try, I try. Yep. You Riley, you ain't got to be Joe. <laughs> <You're> good. <laughs> and we're signing off. One. One.